Welcome to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Today, we'll show you how to use the spirit of love and self worth to improve the connections with everyone else in your life. This program is your weekly gift, and it will keep on giving. You'll see. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Hello, and a hearty welcome to everyone. I hope you're all faring well. I'm Dr. Jean Marie, your Love Light host. We are delighted for you to join us on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, shining love light into your hearts and homes to empower your life with love. We are truly grateful to our listeners worldwide who tune in live and on demand. We are approaching the end of the year, and we have a fantastic show today, end of year planning to start 2024 well with Julie Carasio. Setting our intentions and being proactive for the new year does not begin after the first stroke of midnight, but now each moment is an opportunity to make changes in our lives with small steps. We've all experienced changes and witnessed massive changes around the world. And loss and change are inevitable with natural cycles and seasons of life, as well as those unexpected and expected changes with transitions that require planning and examining outworn beliefs that keep us stuck in unwanted and undesirable places. So let's take a closer look at how to make positive change, grow from experiences, be resilient and open to new possibilities in all key areas of our lives, spiritual, personal development, family, social, romance, fitness and recreation, business, career, all those areas where we really need to really look at examining, you know, those experiences and what are some changes that we, we need to make. To look at what is working, what is not, to rid ourselves of clutter that blocks our dreams, wishes, and heart's desires. So it is not an end, but a continuation in a positive way. Brian Tracy quotes, a clear vision backed by Definite plans gives you a tremendous feeling of confidence and personal power. So let's focus on self-care and opening ourselves to love as we make plans and know that what we do for the good of ourselves is for the good of others. And our guest today, Julie Carasio, gives us a refreshing outlook on planning and dealing with change. Founder of Reawaken Your Brilliance. She is an award-winning professional life and end-of-life organizer, certified life coach, host of the podcast, Clear Your Clutter Inside and Out. Julie is the author of many books, including Got Clutter, 365 Journal Prompts, Reclaim Time, Money, Sanity, and Resources. And she will show us the way forward. Julie has been on several Love Life shows, including Clearing Clutter to Create What You Desire back in 2021, Spring Cleaning Your Life, Opening to Love, 
and end-of-life decluttering and organizing, the ultimate spring cleaning. So now I welcome Julie Carasio on our show today, End of Year Planning to Start 2024 Well. Welcome, Julie. Hey, Dr. Jean. Thanks so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be back. Julie, it is just such a pleasure. And I think we were just sharing, I share with you, uh, I received a beautiful card from uh, Julie. uh, I think it was yesterday. And it was so lovely. Uh, This was like a Christmas card and it highlighted beautiful photos, kept and and a write-up sharing highlights for 2023. You highlighted the joys and even some challenges. And I say this lady is really, you know, she really lives what she teaches because in that card, it's like in my mind's eye, I travel through your your journey for 2023. And it, it it's just, just really, it was a beautiful, it is a beautiful card. So thank you for that. So thank you. Well, Julie, can you just share with our uh, listeners just a little bit about yourself and how did you get started in this area? Absolutely. So I started my business all the way back in 2009. And I had been in fundraising and nonprofit world for a while. And I wanted to do something new. And I wanted to be my own boss, to tell you the truth. And so I thought, what could I do? I'd have to have to make money, right? I'm single. I've got to support myself. So what could I do where I'd make a difference and I could support people and make money? And so I came up with organizing. And the more that I did the organizing and did a lot of professional uh, personal development work, I was like, you know what? It's really about clearing the clutter. Organizing is kind of easy compared to clearing clutter. And so that was kind of my aha moment And so I really started focusing on supporting people in the cluttering their lives. And I'm a little different from a lot of organizers because I look at everything holistically. A messy desk, there's also probably some mental clutter going on. We've got a stuffed closet. We might have some relationship clutter. And so supporting people in figuring out what is it, how is it all related, and they all have, everyone has a wisdom within, and I just see my job as supporting people and bringing that to the surface. And you do that so well. And Julie, you talk about intentional planning. I'd like for you to really highlight that, you know, because we're talking about planning uh, uh, now, as in, and of course, as we proceed throughout the new year. <clears throat> I'd like for you to talk about sure. intentional planning so, and, and what inhibits that. Well, I would say, first of all, if intentional planning for me is to live your life with intent. And so it's going to, everyone will probably have maybe tweaked difference of that. But for me, it's about living my life on purpose, right? Not sleepwalking through life. Have you ever just woken up and been like, oh my gosh, what, a year, five years? Where did it go, right? We maybe had these dreams and goals and they weren't realized. And you know what? Life changes, things happen. So maybe something that was relevant, you're like, oh my gosh, I really want to do this two years ago, isn't relative today. And that's a-okay. So for me, it's about being intentional on what matters most to you. And for me personally, that includes how can I make a difference? How do I make the world a better place? And you so lovely stated just a moment ago about, you know, how as, as we work on ourselves and change and grow, we allow other people to do that. So it's really about like, what difference do I want to make? And as I've been uh, getting older and thinking, my big, I was like, what do I want my legacy to be? And I want to create a cat sanctuary. Mm-hmm. So that is my big goal before I die. And that that's a part of me is living with intent. And how am I going to do that? What can I do each year towards that goal? 
Mm, that's so important. And what a, a laudable uh, goal there and mission uh, to set up a cat sanctuary. And you have tremendous, well, beautiful pets <laughs> that uh, really what inspire and motivate you to do the work that you do. I think for me, it's because if we were all happy, healthy, doing what we loved, then we would live in a much different world. You know, we wouldn't have the need to invade another country, right? Yeah. What's that about? Power, greed, all that fun stuff. And so, but if we're happy within, we don't have to dominate another. And I really want to live in a world that's like that. And so as I heal myself, that gives someone else permission. And then it's just kind of this, like that old Breck commercial, I'm dating myself, and so on and so on and so on, right? And then that's how we change the world. Yes. And to do what we you love with excitement and passion. Mm -hmm. And yes. I'm so glad you brought that up. And Julie, you work with many people. Uh, what do you see are prominent issues related to planning and what inhibits people from planning? I would say the number one thing is they're overwhelmed. <laughs> Where do I start? How do I do this? And, and if you think, oh my gosh, how am I going to plan for 2024? We can understand how that would be overwhelming. That's why it's really important to break everything down in steps. Now, I just got my planner. I'm old school. I have to have it written down. And so I have a clever fox planner. And what I love about it is it's very holistic. And so you do a three-month check-in. You They want you to do your goal for this year, then one year, five three or 10 mm. and 15, right? So it's really thinking about the future. And if I want to have the cat sanctuary within 20 years, what is, do I have to do in 2024 to get that started, right? And so instead of being like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do a cat sanctuary? I'm like, okay, one of my goals for the cat sanctuary is to find land. Okay, well, what can I do? I can talk to a realtor I know. I can find out, do I have to zone it a certain way, right? Another goal is I want to have a contest. And so people, mm. we can buy a house and that the people live in free, but they're going to take care of the cats, right? Mm, well, I would nice. take care of cats if I don't have to pay a mortgage. And so what can I do in that aspect? So it's really looking at and again, this is long-term, but for, for next year, what is it, you know, Gene, you're an author too. You do this podcast. So if your plan is to have a draft of a book by the end of the next year or have another book out. Working on it. <laughs> working on it. There you go. You and me both. But we walk that back, right? So yes. for me, I don't know what your process is, but I'm like, okay, this is what the I want to write the book about. And then how many chapters do I want? And what's the theme of each chapter, right? And then you break everything down into manageable steps. So that's the big thing, breaking it down so that it doesn't seem overwhelming. And then you can, at the end of 2024, be like, oh, I have a book ready to publish or I've got my draft. It's almost ready to go. So the, combat the overwhelm by breaking it down into manageable steps. So that's the biggest thing that I see uh, people. And then also they're not clear on what's important. Right. Mm -hmm. To me, clutter is anything that prevents you from creating the life and space you choose, deserve, and desire. And if you don't know what's important, how can you plan for it? Exactly. Exactly. I want to go back to something that you mentioned because I'm from the old school. I love writing, mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. journaling. Uh, you know, I got the calendar for 2024, you know, when they first kind of came out <laughs> and started kind of planning and writing. And so to me, that's important. And mm -hmm. I have, I, I track every day, you know, what I did, you know, check off, you know, what I need to do or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it helps me, you know, with just planning and organizing. And, 
you're not becoming overwhelmed. Yeah, no, I'm with you. If you're not going to write it down uh, in a planner, then have an app on your phone. Or, you know, I don't know, I can't think any other thing besides an app or if you have just notes and that's where mm -hmm. you keep it. I think it helps. Well, I like the Clever Fox appointment book and planner. And you're like me, as mentioned, it's like on my week, what were my wins this week? Yes. What were my challenges, right? And so it's yes. really forcing me to really think and plan and be focused. And I think that's makes a huge difference when you're every week having to check in. And in my planner, I've got to check in with my goals for the first quarter. How did I do? It's because that's what I talked about a moment ago. If you just are kind of going through life, you don't write it down, you know, it's not going to happen. Well, you've got to, I mean, I'm a firm believer of, uh, what is the, the saying? Help me out here. It's preparation and something or luck is something like prepare, preparedness and something else. But I think there's a lot of truth to that. If you're mm -hmm. prepared and ready to roll. So if I have a chance and I meet Taylor Swift, I'm be like, hey, Taylor, here's my card. Just please remember me in five or 10 years because I want to create a cat sanctuary and I'd love for you to donate it to it, <laughs> right? So if yes. I've started on it and I can say, well, here, Taylor, is a, a rough business plan that I've put together. And, you know, when it's ready, I'm happy to send it to you, but I'm really thinking through this, right? So I believe if I work on that and I prepare, that increases my chances of meeting Taylor Swift. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yes, it does make sense. And what I find is that uh, by planning or writing things down, for me, it's very motivating, mm -hmm. empowering, and encouraging because when I look back and I'm like, okay, I did that, I did that, I'm looking forward to doing these things uh, tomorrow or in the future. And uh, then it helps me keep a healthy balance and not get overwhelmed because mm -hmm. I know, okay, you've done a lot today. Take a break. Yes. You know, or get yourself centered because it can be overwhelming, especially when you have things that you're doing constantly. Right. And, you know, I want to remind people this idea of perfection and it all laying out mm -hmm. as we want it to usually doesn't happen. True. Life happens. <laughs> so, you know, when Jean and I were preparing for the show, I was like, uh, yeah, Jean, thanks. Sorry, I didn't answer this. You know, I, so I had to take my husband to the ER. So that's a mm -hmm. shot mm -hmm. my entire day. And right. then most of my other day and then having the follow up with the doctor and all this. So, you know, that I lost a couple of days, but obviously sure. my husband's a priority. So I'm sure. like, OK, you know what? We'll get back on track, but it's OK. I still have that list to go over. I understand that. I allow myself grace. And I say, you know what? If it gets done a month later, that's OK, because I had to focus on what was most important. And I've, I've mentioned, you know, if I have worked on this draft, I'm hoping to finally get a, a book on end of life organizing out there and stuff has happened, you know, having to deal with the flood in the basement, we remodeled this year and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I would still do goals towards that. Like I had the big edit done because my grammar is horrendous. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, had that done by someone else. And so I'm moving forward. And what I remind myself is just trust in divine timing, Julie, you weren't, you know, it's going to be better for you to get the book out next year and it's a-okay. Right. Because yes. you're still working towards it and just be in the flow of life as much as possible. Exactly. You know, because life happens. And even, uh, you know, if you're making changes, making plans, life can happen that kind of throw you off course. But I I agree with you. I trust in divine timing. Julie, I like to uh, kind of focus on before we go on break. Uh, this whole issue of self-care and self-love as it relates to planning, because 
you know, a lot of people have faulty beliefs that they need to really look at or sort out because that keeps you stuck in unwanted and undesirable mm-hmm. places. And uh, before break, maybe highlight why the role of self-care and self-love and plant and planning before we go on break, just a couple of minutes. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the better you take care of yourself, it's easier to plan, right? Mm-hmm. And self-care is not just getting the massage done, although that's really great. It's like taking care of your mental health. You know, we talked, I have insomnia. I finally found something that has really made a huge difference for me and allowing me to get sleep because that's so important. And self-care should be part of your daily, if not weekly routine. And, you know, again, the more you take care of yourself, you have the energy to complete what you want. You are so if you have been taking care of yourself, like some crazy person on social media is not going to get you bent out of shape. I'll mm-hmm. never forget when I was living in Los Angeles, I went and got a facial and the woman shared how, you know, someone dashed her dreams and said, you, you know, you're not pretty enough to be an actress. And so if I care about myself enough, then mm-hmm. I let comments like that go. I'm not going to let someone's offhanded comment derail me from my dreams. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is so important. And uh, organizing and planning is an integral part of self-care and self-love as we reflect on the year. You know, what are some positive changes you like to make? What are some things that you need to discard? Uh, and we are ready for a brief commercial break. And But we have so much to offer here today on our show with our Outstanding guest, Julie Carasio, on end-of-year planning to start 2024 well. She's the founder of Reawaken Your Brilliance, award-winning professional life and end-of-life organizer, host of the podcast, Clear Your Clutter Inside Out. And uh, uh, she's a certified life coach. So stay tuned for more because Julie's going to share some amazing strategies. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Announcing Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations. This is the companion piece to Dr. Farish's best-selling book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being. Through the new book, we invite you to cultivate a lifestyle of love through daily devotional practices over a 21-day period following nine ingredients in the recipe of love. Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations is available on Amazon.com and Balboa Press. Jean Marie Farish's Center for Conscious Loving, LLC, cultivates a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through personal growth, altruistic services, and speaking engagements. Resources include classes, workshops, life care coaching, and creative service projects with an emphasis on cultural arts. Visit the website at Dr. Jean Marie Farish ConsciousLoving.com. That's Dr. Jean Marie Farish ConsciousLoving. Or click the link on the Love Light show page. Best-selling authors international, news honors best-selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. Vicki Winterton and Dr. Jean-Marie Farish have compiled a dynamic book, We're All In This Together, Embrace One Another, an anthology with 24 highly diverse co-authors who share how to spread the message of love 
resilience, inclusivity, and compassion. This book is an invaluable source of uplifting, inspiring, and positive insights for spreading positivity in the world. We're all in this together. Embrace One Another is available on Amazon.com. Be sure to get your copy today. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change and flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love and enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. I'm Judy Satori. I'm a spiritual channel and activator of human potential. You might have heard me speaking on The Voice of America on Dr. Jean Farish's show, Love Light, because I've been speaking about the challenges that are besetting all of us right now and how we can surrender but also keep on going. I want to invite you to join my new Facebook group that is devoted to heart-centered connection and unity. Through this Facebook group, you can also join my free access question and answer session with Spirit on the first Wednesday to Thursday of every month. Just search Ascension Community on Facebook to join the group. In this session, I answer questions and transmit energy from Spirit to give you guidance and support because life on planet Earth ain't easy right now. And there is so much help from above, from beings of love and light, from multidimensional realities who are actually here with us, wanting to step up and support us. I welcome you to become part of our ongoing group conversation about evolutionary change and how it's affecting us as human beings and affecting our life today. Many blessings to you. You can find out more about me and my work at www.ascensionlibrary.org. Have a wonderful day. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, welcome back to Love Life, Living in the Spirit of Love. And today we are with our outstanding guest, Julie Carasio, on our show today, end of year planning to start 2020 well. Julie is the founder of Reawaken Your Brilliance, award-winning uh, professional life and end-of-life uh, organizer, certified life coach, and author of... Um, what is that book? It's uh, Clear and Clutter, uh, Journal Prompts, and she's going to share with us some amazing strategies in this particular segment. So, Julie, I think we talked about you uh, opening up with some end-of-the-year review and strategies that you're going to take our listeners through. Uh, absolutely. So, 
when we're at the end of the year, we want to kind of get closure, kind of want clean up so we can start the new year with a clean slate. So I'm going to encourage everyone who's listening to do a year end review and don't be intimidated if you've never done one. I'm going to give you some questions to ask yourself, but this allows you to discover where you need to make changes and that's going to allow you to create a plan and it's going to allow you to release anything that you don't need your clutter and move forward. So some things to ask yourself, how are you doing on your goals? So you had at the beginning of the 2023, if you set goals, you say, how, how did I do? Where do I need to course correct, right? You know, maybe something like I'll use myself as an example. I have health has been my big goal for this year. I've done pretty well. I've gotten off eating. And so I'm just like, you know what? I'm adding goals back in like this month is focusing on water, right? So now I know I have to course correct and really focus more because I've got exercise down. I'm doing really well on that, but got the, the food and water that I need to work on. So where do you want to be? Ask yourself, you know, as you end the year, did you end up where you wanted to be? By reviewing your year, you can gain clarity where you went off the path and why, or maybe that's the signal that, you know what, this isn't the right path to be on. It allows you to see where you're challenged and how to create the life you desire. And having focus helps you make the most out of your days. So I encourage people to look at your life overall, right? So if I'm doing an end of year review, the first thing I'm going to say is, What's the big picture of my life? Where have I been heading? This helps you see the overall direction of your life, right? Where do you, I talked about my planner that says, where do you want to be this year and three years, five, et cetera. So I'm going to encourage you, you know, looking at the overall life, are you moving in the right direction? Have you been going where you want to? Did you get distracted, right? Shiny objects, social media, what are those distractions? And how does your life's direction need to play out in 2024? What do you need to do about that? I'm um, gonna encourage you to review your accomplishments, right? This is this end, uh, end of year review, we're looking at the good and the bad. It's not just all focusing if you got distracted. What'd you accomplish this year? And remember, it doesn't have to be the huge things. Maybe for you, you didn't flip anyone off in traffic, right? And the year before, every time someone even looked at you in the mirror, you went crazy, right? That's an accomplishment. It doesn't have to be the big Oprah, you get a car moment. Uh, what have you done right? You know, one of the things I would say on my year in review is I was a good auntie this year. I, when the kids came to talk to me, I was able to be there and offer some wisdom. Uh, you know, uh, what obstacles have you overcome? You know, Jean and I were talking before the show about some challenges that I shared in my I little write-up, right? It's all, I think, one of the challenges for us as a society is social media because people present only the good stuff. Most people, these uh, curated videos and pictures and they aren't real life. You know, I had did a little video on Instagram the other day uh, and I talk a lot about clutter and someone was like, look behind you. And I had to chuckle. Jean, you'll appreciate this because you're a writer like I am. I have in my office uh, of books that I use the most. And so they were, my, but it's one little shelf and I have my teas, right? I'm like, this is stuff that I use daily. Now, it, was it super neat? No, because it's not super neat. And I never say that I'm perfect. I'm not Martha Stewart. I make that really clear, right? But it was just interesting to me. And so it was great. It gave me and inspired me to do uh, another little video about that. And so, I, you know, it's social media can really suck us, can really drain us. And so set that aside when you're reviewing stuff. It's not the, because most of that stuff is unrealistic. And then what are you proud of? 
right? How'd you stretch yourself? How'd you get out of your comfort zone? Uh, what's missing from what you accomplished? What'd you learn? And again, these are some questions I'm throwing out there that hopefully will help inspire you. And remember, I don't like the word failure. I don't like the word mistake because if I learn from it, how is it a failure or how is it a mistake? I don't believe it is, right? Because I learned, oh, you know what, Julie, your grammar stinks. You need to make sure that you hire someone to check that. And that doesn't mean I failed. It just means, you know what? This is an area I'm not strong on. And Mrs. Moore, my all my high school teachers, I know you tried. I did the best I could. It wasn't you, right? So for when New Year's a great time to get closure. So based on your, your review, you can create goals and actions that you need to do moving forward. And that is going to allow you, if you do this end of year review, to be very clear on what's most important to you, right? What yes. did you discover? I want people to look at this or think like an archaeologist, right? I'm going to do an excavation. I'm going to dig a little deep here and see what I come up with. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And I'm going to go back to something that you shared about you being a good aunt this year <laughs> and really being a good listener and connecting with your nieces, I guess. And one of the things, and you talked about social media, and I was reading an article about uh, the, the whole problem of aloneness and mm. social media that people are connecting and on the iPhones and using social media as their social connection, but it's mm. really an illusion of a connection. And this article highlighted the aloneness mm -hmm. issue that a lot, I mean, loneliness rather, loneliness, not aloneness, because you can be comfortable being alone, but the loneliness and social media. And, you know, perhaps your end of life, your end of year review is really looking at perhaps how can you connect more, connect better, mm -hmm. you know, uh, volunteer, you know, have conversations rather than just texting or getting, uh, you know, giving yourself a break from social media and the illusion of friendships and connections. So thank you, Julie, for bringing that up. Yeah, you know what? And I've read studies too. It's the paradox. They think people think they're connecting and, and creating that community, but it's really doing the opposite. They're yes. making them feel more alone. And I think that's important. You know, I think we have gone kind of, I don't know if we're hopefully we have passed the extreme and bringing it back to in-person, you know, nothing can replace in-person uh, interactions. Yes. Julie, I love for you to talk about the types of clutter, <laughs> because you are a holistic planner. Mm -hmm. And I think we do have to look at all areas of our lives. So can you talk about the clutter and the kinds of things that we really need to look at as we move toward this review, end of year uh, review, and really look at the uh, things that we need to change or get rid of or, you know, sure. sort out? Mm -hmm. So for example, what I consider mental clutter is being present or not being present, I should say, is a clutter. Like really be aware, are you living in the past or are you living in the future? When you do this end of year review, I want you to really look at 2023. Now, if you're like, you know what, I've been thinking about this. I've had a pattern for a couple of years. That's okay. But if, or if you are projecting too much into the future, right? Like the future is written in pencil. We never know what's going to happen. So become present and really focus on this year. And, you know, what can I do in this moment? As you are writing, how can I overcome this challenge? What can I do right now? Uh, 
you know, that what's important is when we become present, that allows us to make change. That is where our power is. We can't change the past. I've tried really hard, haven't been able to do it right. And again, like the future, who knows what's going to happen. And one of the challenges we can, that can come up when we're not present, if we're stuck in the past and we ruminate on things and replay the conversation, or I should have done this, or, you know, so say for example, you didn't ask for a raise or you're and you like, oh, I should have asked, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well then what is my game plan for 2024 to ask for that raise? Well, you know what? I'm going to talk to a coach about getting more confident. I'm going to research in my particular field what most people are paid so that I can, you know, and if I can do it in the state I live in, even the town, the more data I have, the more prepared I can answer any questions. My boss, if he says we don't have the money, then you say, hey, you know what? I looked at the budget. Here's where we can get some money, right? So that allows you uh, to prepare. And say another big uh area of clutter, and I've touched on it a bit, is jealousy, right? That emotional clutter. That's, I think, probably one of the negative things about social media is it can make us incredibly jealous. And I know I've caught myself a couple times. I remember I was like, ah, this woman just got, had a second marriage and they went and did in Hawaii. And I was like, come on now. (laughs) That, you know, it's a second marriage. Let's bring it back to you and everything that you have to be grateful for. And really what it would said to me, I was like, okay, that says I want to plan a trip with Tony. Tony and I need to just the two of us, not our family, you know, just we need to take a vacation by ourselves. So guess what? We did that this year to celebrate 10 years of marriage. And so what is it? What's really going on? That's why I like to talk about digging deeper and being an archaeologist. And what is it? And then what action do I need to change? Right. Um, I would say also an important part for me, at least again, being holistic is who do I need to forgive? That is something that I try to look at every year. Like who is taking up rent in my head and driving (laughs) me crazy? And how is that affecting me? And what steps do I need to take to forgive. And am I where I want to be with that? No. But you know what, Gene, the more I do it, the easier it becomes. And I, it, it's something that for me has made a huge impact. And then the other thing I think for me for spiritual clutter that's really important is having gratitude, right? When uh, again, like especially now with the holidays coming up and all these things, I laugh. I've seen people show how they're like, oh, I'm going on my private jet. And people are like, oh, it's photoshopped. I'm not smart enough to know these things. But right, instead of being like, oh, I don't have a private plane, you know what? But gosh, I have a roof over my head, right? And how I think having gratitude impacts your life in so many positive ways. I think that would be a big takeaway for me. How, what can you write in your list of, uh, you know, what am I grateful for this year? Mm-hmm. And physical clutter. What about? <laughs> sure. So, uh, you know, we talked before the segment about, I have, uh, we have done some remodeling and I finally put my office back together. And as I've been putting, I said, we celebrate Christmas. And as I've been putting out mm-hmm. decorations, I have a donate pile. Right now, you know what? This is going to serve someone. We have a great charity called Youth Services here, and the woman's a rock star. Like, I donated a coat, and she's like, I'm going to get that to a homeless person. It was still in really great shape. Uh, And so, releasing all that, right? Because if your life is stuffed, how can you bring in more of what you desire? Because what you're saying to the universe is, hey, I've got enough, right? How can I get in there? It's all stuffed with stuff. And so, releasing that, what no longer serves you? And 
what I say a lot of times, people are like, oh, but you know, what happens if I give that away? Then I say, trust that you're going to get what you need when you need it, right? Because if you do that, like, okay, then I'm going to let that go. And if I need a new sweater, then you know what? It's going to show up some way, somehow, right? But releasing that, because, you know, feng shui talks about that, which is mm-hmm. the energy of everything. And anyone who does feng shui, the first thing they're going to tell you is to clear your clutter, right? Yes. And so that's why I was like, put as I was putting back together my office up, oh, you know what? I haven't used these office supplies in a while. Let's let go where a teacher can use it and, and get use out of it. And, you know, the other thing that I found for me and a lot of my clients is, as I release physical stuff, I feel yes. like a weight's been lifted. I yes. feel really good. I get excited. I'm like, oh, someone else is going to use this. Someone uh, who doesn't have a lot, this is going to make a huge difference for them. And that feels really good to me. And that gets me all jazzed and excited. Mm, I love that. <clears throat> and I, I was sharing with you before the show how last year, I think from November to the 1st of January, I did a massive clearing. <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> you great. know, and yeah. uh, donating, and and it, I, it 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 was it felt good to know that it was serving. It had served me, and now it's serving others. Mm-hmm. And uh, it wasn't like junk or anything like that, but it was like things that could really, you know, uh, serve others. And it made me feel good, and I felt lighter. Mm-hmm. You know, just just the lightness there. And the more I did it, the more I kept being motivated. Okay, well, you can get mm-hmm. rid of this or you don't need this or you haven't worn this, you know. And, uh, you know, I found things that I hadn't used either, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it shows you how we just can just keep buying things that we and don't realize what we have. So it's right. a good way to sort things out. Can I share a really quick point because you touched on it that's important because I tell people like if something, if I wouldn't give it to a family member or a friend, don't dump it on a charity. And so like I know, for example, in California, if they have to throw it out in a lot of cities, they have landfill fees. So instead of helping the charity, you've created more of a burden if they have to throw it out. You know, like my mom was old school. She would turn old t-shirts into rags. I don't know if you know, people do that anymore, but that was, you know, growing up, that's what they did. And so, you know, and I had a friend that was in the foster care system and she talked about how, you know, you'd get a game or a puzzle and there'd be a piece or two missing and how frustrating as a child that was. And so when she told me that, I'm like, you know what, it's important that I tell people if you're going to release stuff, make sure it's in good condition. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect, but you know, like the coat example I used, I was like, you know what, this is in good shape. I don't know. I wear my coats pretty, you know, I wear stuff till it falls off, although I'd lost weight. So this coat was in really good shape. And they're like, you know what, that's something we're gonna give to someone that's homeless. I'm like, win, win, perfect Mm -hmm. situation. So I just encourage people. I'm great when you're going to clear clutter and, and, and give to others, but just if it's in horrible condition or it's not a full game set, then let that go. Now there's, if there's a reuse center, uh, that's somewhere like, you know, where they might be able to take the pieces from a puzzle and create something out of that if you don't have the full thing. So just be aware when when you're donating. Mm, I love that point. I love that point. Well, um, I think we're, we're going to be up for a commercial break shortly. <clears throat> but when we return, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, as we look at life changes and looking at, you know, changes that people have gone through as a result of loss, uh, uh, end of life kinds of things or Perhaps you have family members who are, you know, 
probably moving through their transitions for lot for for end of life. And Julie is an expert in this topic, and uh, we're going to kind of touch on that in terms of dealing with loss and change, and you know, looking at ways to you know even celebrate life. And I think when Julie <laughs> sent me the card, uh, I think you looked at how you put on your card how you and your husband spread the ashes of a loved one. <laughs> you know, and I thought, wow, you know, what a, a great way to kind of celebrate the life of a dear loved one. And you did something memorable as a result of that. So I just thought that was kind of a beautiful excerpt as you looked at challenges and the joys and things that you did, you know, you and your family and your husband faced during uh, the past year. So I think we're up for a brief commercial break now. So don't go away. We will be right back for more on end of year planning to start 2024 well with Julie Carasio, founder of Reawaken Your Brilliance award-winning professional life and end-of-life organizer, certified life coach, host of podcast Clear Your Clutter Inside Out. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Announcing Dr. Jean Marie Farish's new book, Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-day weekly prompts and affirmations. This is the companion piece to Dr. Farish's best-selling book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being. Through the new book, we invite you to cultivate a lifestyle of love through daily devotional practices over a 21-day period following nine ingredients in the recipe of love. Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-day weekly prompts and affirmations is available on Amazon.com and Balboa Press. Jean Marie Farish's Center for Conscious Loving, LLC, cultivates a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through personal growth, altruistic services, and speaking engagements. Resources include classes, workshops, life care coaching, and creative service projects with an emphasis on cultural arts. Visit the website at drjeanmariefarish-consciousloving.com. That's drjeanmariefarish-consciousloving.com. Or click the link on the Love Light show page. Best-selling authors international, news honors best-selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. Vicki Winterton and Dr. Jean Marie Farish have compiled a dynamic book, We're All In This Together, Embrace One Another, an anthology with 24 highly diverse co-authors who share how to spread the message of love, resilience, inclusivity, and compassion. This book is an invaluable source of uplifting, inspiring, and positive insights for spreading positivity in the world. We're all in this together. Embrace One Another is available on Amazon.com. Be sure to get your copy today. Dr. Jean Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change and flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love and enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. 
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean-Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Welcome back to Love Light, Living in the Spirit of Love. And if you're just joining us, we are with our amazing guest, Julie Carasio, on our show today, End of Year Planning to Start 2024 Well. Julie is the founder of Reawaken Your Brilliance, award-winning professional life and end-of-life organizer, certified life coach, host of the podcast, Clear Your Clutter Inside Out. And Julie, we were talking uh, during commercial break about overwhelming, people being overwhelmed and then overloading their Mm -hmm. schedules. So can you really, you know, share more about that? Sure. So you can have clutter in your schedule. Right. And one thing that I remember learning when I was starting my business way back in 2020 or 2009 was not to overload your schedule because it's kind of like I was talking a moment ago about feng shui in the space. If your schedule is overpacked, then you could be missing opportunities. On more than one occasion, because my schedule wasn't packed, I was able to do some interviews, right? Some podcast interviews. And so that was an opportunity for me because I had allowed myself some flexibility. Now, is everything always going to work out like that? Absolutely not. But that conversation was started. And because I was able to jump in, then I was asked to be come back, right? So there, you never know if you can't do it then because you were like, hey, this, I can't do it right now, but can I have an opportunity in the future? So just make sure that you have room in your schedule. And that's the other thing that it overwhelms you. It makes you get burnout more easily. It just can be exhausting. So looking at your schedule, where can you have pockets of where you're not doing anything? You know, Dr. Jean and I were talking previously, and a lot of days I have a 15 to half an hour nap to recharge to connect. Mm -hmm. I usually hang out with the cats, right? And -hmm. just kind of take that mental break, emotional break, and then I get back to it. So just as you're doing your schedule for 2024, think about that. Where can I have pockets of opportunity? And, you know, it's okay to have a loaf day and -hmm. just not do anything. We, there's this misconception that the busier we are, the more we're going to get things done. And that's not true. True. I, one summer, uh, I became a slug. I don't know what happened to me, but I woke up and for two weeks, I did nothing work-wise. I checked my email and that was it. I was uninspired. I was like, oh, I don't want to do anything. And you know what? So I watched The Good Wife. I watched the entire <laughs> nine seasons. That was something that was available. It was okay. Parts of it I like, parts of it eh, maybe end the season or two earlier. But after that two weeks, I was like, got more done in the first four hours than I could have accomplished in those two weeks because I was burned out. I needed a break. And I recognized that. And I said, okay, slug for two weeks. And then I hopped back to it. So don't get upset with yourself. If you're feeling burned out, if you're, you know, I had a point in one point in my Mm -hmm. life, I got uh, mono. And I think because I wasn't willing to slow down, my body's like, okay, yes, it'll make you mono. Here you go. You're going to be forced to stay in bed because you weren't listening. 
Well, these are acts of self-care and self-love. Mm-hmm. And Julie, I'm like you. I, I don't apologize for those moments of just being, you know, just doing nothing or, you know, watching old movies or, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just taking a breather because we owe that to ourselves. That's an act of self-care and self-love. But one of the things that we want to touch on is about grief and loss. And of mm-hmm. course, I know we've, uh, whether vicariously or directly, uh, directly, we've experienced changes and loss. And what are some things that uh, family members can do together or as they look at perhaps their loved ones who are getting ready to make transitions and you're a professional expert in end of life, uh, you know, organizing, uh, what are things that family members can do as a unit or individually if you're alone Uh, What can you do to uh, make this transition better? So the transition, if or if you're dealing with dealing with grief, let's 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 look at dealing with grief. grief Sure. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that as I told you on my Christmas card, one of the things that we did to honor my mother, my mom loved to travel, and my mom was someone I did not get this. She could go on a cruise and talk to almost every single person on the cruise. She's very outgoing. But because she liked to travel as a family, we have decided everywhere we travel, we're going to spread her ashes. So my brother went to uh, Switzerland uh, for work and spread some of her ashes. When we went to Alaska on a cruise, we spread some at sea. We spread some. Uh, we were at this beautiful Prisantine Lake, and there was this tree called the Grandmother Tree that was like 900 years old. I'm like, oh, this is so my mom. And mm. so, you know, we spread there. And so that's something as a family. And then we were uh, taking a big trip next year with, with my father. This will probably be his last uh, big trip because he's almost 80. And so as a family unit where you're going to do that together and we've done it individually. So I think anything you can find, because some of them are like, oh, you know, we're not getting cremation done. So anything that you can do to honor your loved ones, you know, my mother, when we don't have a gravestone yet, that's because we're going to have my father put on it as well. But, you know, when that's done, we're going to have the Christmas wreaths, blankets and do a little ceremony. So that's something you can do. And just, you know what? It doesn't even have to be that. You can just sit around and talk about and honor, Mm, you know, the loved one. And I think something that we did is my mom was dying, um, you know, became a parent before she, for three days, she was what I would call actively dying and was unconscious. But prior to that, what everyone did was we wrote our mom a letter. The grandkids did, my dad did, the siblings and spouses all did. And we were able to say, uh, you know, I said, I love you. Thank you for doing this for me. Um, you know, I forgive you because this was done to me. And I know you tried your best. And I said, hope you'll forgive me all those times I wasn't a great daughter. I think that that's something um, that I'm really glad that we all did. Mm. I think that that if, you know, if you're in the situation now where someone's close to passing, I think that that's really important. And, you know, I also believe that, uh, especially after I was with my mom, uh, when she transitioned, and I am convinced that our life goes on. It was uh, uh, one of the most incredible experiences I've ever had. And so I talked to my mom. She's not here physically. And if you don't get a chance to write that letter, if you need closure, I think that's sometimes something that's really important. What is it that you need to say? And, you know, maybe as a family, you need to say something. You know, it's interesting. I've read a couple times mm-hmm. where people have written obituaries and talking about what a horrible person 
that who died and they're like you know you were the worst father ever but i thought if that's part of their closure okay then you know it's about being honest what is it that you need to move on what is it that you need to express and you know as you grieve what if you need to cry you know i had someone say to me you know your mom's been gone for over two years you shouldn't have a crying episode and i was like well obviously you haven't lost someone close to you because grief is you know an interesting process and as i heal that doesn't mean i'm not going to cry two years down the road so honor your process i think is really important Mm, that's really that's really important and of course we're approaching what we're in the holiday season and of course this is where people reflect back on childhood and memorable moments and perhaps their changes so you know, look at different, maybe new ways, new rituals. And I love what you and your family, you know, uh, are doing with your mother's ashes. I just think that's, you know, beautiful. So I think as a family, you can really look at and decide what are some new approaches, new rituals, ways to celebrate those who are no longer here. And the holiday really uh, is that time that brings back those memories and time for reflection. You know, one other thing I want to share that we did with the family. So my mom always did, uh, my parents would do Thanksgiving. My aunt does Christmas dinner. My mom just likes to entertain and food and all that fun Mm -hmm. stuff. And so she has a dinner on December 23rd. And so, but she had the same meal every year as a meal that she really loved. And we're like, you know what? That needs to go with her. That was our mom's thing. But what we Mm -hmm. do now is on the 23rd, we pick a different uh, nationality and we make food that's traditional. So it was like, we've done German, uh, Germany, mm-hmm. uh, we've done Italian and this year it's Mexican. Okay. And so we all gather on the 23rd in honor of my mom and memory of my mom, but we've made a twist on it as a way to celebrate her and, but to do something new. Mm, that is wonderful, Julie. I love that. So, you know, and, and of course I like to share that if, if there are those who need a uh, life care coach or uh, bereavement counseling that support or, you know, find ways to connect or get the support that you need for yourself or family members and also for children, because sometimes they may be overlooked in terms of the grief that they may be experiencing. So I just want to share that. Well, Julie, can you uh, tell us uh, 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 how listeners can connect and uh And uh, what's your giveaway before we close out? Absolutely. Well, if they go to reawakenyourbrilliance.com, they can learn more about me. All my books are there, uh, all my social media, podcast links, so all that good stuff uh, they can find there. And also, if they sign up for my newsletter, I'm all about becoming aware and taking (laughs) action to create change. Uh, 10 tips to declutter your life right now. I got one on there for holiday. It's the holiday time. And easy way for them to get started. Okay. All right. And uh, well, thank you so much, Julie. And uh, I think that listeners can uh, connect to you and learn more about what you do. We invite our listeners to tune in on demand uh, to this show and uh, listen back to those wonderful tips that Julie provided and share our show with others. So thank you, Julie. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure. Yes. Well, much gratitude to the Voice America team for making this show a reality and for shining their love light around the world. Uh, In my article, The Power of a New Chapter, New Beginning, published in Savannah East, I highlight choose freedom, dream big, flow with life, and live intimately. 
As we close the chapter on the old, let's make way for the new in a positive way. Let's set new intentions and take action to create a better life, make healthy choices, express ourselves in positive ways, and make a difference not only for ourselves, but humanity at large. This is Dr. Jean Marie, your Love Light host, coming to you from Voice America. And until we meet again, remember, an empowered self is a loving self. And keep your love light shining. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Love Light this week. Be sure to join Dr. Jean Marie Farish again for another program next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a wonderful week filled with love, self-worth, and better connections.